0: You are now listening to the Radius Podcast. <clears throat> Hi.
1: There it is. Sorry. <clears throat> I ate like a half a box of cheese. It's before the show, so I'm a little. Oh man, that's a lot yeah, of dairy that in cracker form. Bad idea in cracker form.
0: <laughs> yeah, that can never be good. Um, how was your week going so far? Or how was your Easter? Did you get a lot of treats from the Easter Bunny? I did,
1: yes. Uh, In the form of
0: I, ham, clams, and cheeses?
1: It was, <clears throat> I don't mean to be sacrilegious here, but dare I say it was the greatest miracle to ever occur on Easter Sunday. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: everyone, everyone fell asleep, and I got to watch an entire baseball game while eating clams and a spread of cheese and hey. drink uh, multiple beers Scratch your oh, mic for some reason. standing at my kitchen island. Amber, Matt, what's up? Scratch your mic. I just want to make sure you're in the right one. All right, yeah, you sounded a little... I don't know there it how... is. Oh, it fell down. It got all droopy. Oh, ah, okay. Uh,
0: meanwhile, I've got my movie theater... Ow. ...movie tavern tanker
1: and my three Sam Adams summer ales ready to fill it to get through the show. Is that real, or do you have, like, actual, like, foley work beer sounds that you have just... That's Party not a done. soundboard. I'm no Uncle Blazer, Blake from
0: This Is Important. Uh, this is actual. Ow. <laughs> this is actual beer being poured live on air. I know um, I, there was a point in Howard Stern in the 2000s where he was sponsored by Heineken and they had a beer being cracked and poured sound effect. Watch your ears. And... That's
1: almost as worse than Vince.
0: Oh, good God. It sounds worse to you than at home.
1: Okay, good.
0: Yeah, trust me. Well,
1: I also have supple ears. You've, yeah, they're, they're supple, to say the least. Oh,
0: God. It's almost WrestleMania.
1: It was weird today
0: hearing uh, John Crook, legendary second baseman for the Phillies, talk about... <laughs> And I, 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 was, I was cooking dinner, so I was like, what the fuck is he talking about WrestleMania for? And then Jake was like, he's hawking Peacock. I was like, oh, uh, NBC Sports, it's all one company. Makes sense. Uh, it's like, I'm watching WrestleMania on Sunday. It's two
1: nights this week. Right this weekend, right? It's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you know what? I was all excited for it because I was going to sign for... up for the Peacock. And then you told me that all the good stuff is pretty much gone. So. You were going to watch WrestleMania? Yeah, I, I would have.
0: You don't have thirteen hours in a day. You're working Sunday.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing video. I can watch it there.
0: Oh, that's true. But I you're into sales. I, I, I am at Phantoms, so I, ours doesn't start till five, which I believe WrestleMania starts at five, right? It's it's a
1: it's a long show. Is it five nights? it used to be six. I don't know. It's split it's split between two nights. I don't I don't even know. Jesus. I might So it's two nights of people I don't know wrestling. Or talking about wrestling.
0: Yes, the only there's only one thing I'm excited about. Sunday night after WrestleMania, a new Broken Skull Sessions drops. And it's Chris Jericho. Ooh, that's yes, pretty good. AEW's Chris Jericho is on the WWE Networks. Hey, pal, I need you to come back to the show. You're going to go on with Stone Cold. It'll be great. <sighs> Stone Cold surprisingly made news for saying
1: that Vince doesn't take his phone calls anymore. He's like, do, you think is he, do you think he's that needy kind of Steve now? Well,
0: goddamn, Vince. <laughs> I'm
1: running out of beer.
0: <laughs> my Stone Cold's not good. I, none of my impressions are good, but the Stone Cold's not particularly good at all. But he's you know, he said, like, back when I was running on top for him, like, it wouldn't even go half a ring without Vince picking up. Hey, pal, what do you need? But now that uh, he's just doing a podcast on the network, it's he, he'll take two or three days to text him back.
1: Ooh, yeah. I bet you, you and I do a podcast. We can probably let's see, let's get hold of Steve Austin. Okay, we all text Vince at the same time. Okay, it's like the Spurka game, and see who he texts back first. The well, Perka does work for him. He's very busy. Yeah, Perka Poker, Perka polka? Po- Poker, Poker, Perka Poker. Yeah, it wasn't mine. It was that's Dirk's idea. Yeah, I know. I, hey guys, it has nothing to a
0: poker. But you think Dirk's he's working just... WrestleMania? No, he's no, working, he's, no, not. He's, working no he's, he's working for us. For us. Yeah. Hey. he just got called back to Ninja Warrior, so he got to screw me at Hershey. <laughs> ah. hey bud, I got a call for Ninja Warrior. Can I screw you. I mean, are you gonna anyway? Even if I say no. <laughs> <laughs> do you like our speaking of crazy? Do you like our uh, Listener's
1: Choice graphic on YouTube? Oh. Hang on, let me shimmy this. Oh, I, I move my. Ah, that's funny. It's, a, I like it. it's our popsicles, and we
0: have giant ears on, as if we're here to listen to your yeah. choices.
1: Yeah. So if this show sucks, it's your fault.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It pretty much is not ours. You can't hold us mm-hmm. accountable. Uh, big news broke today. Big spoilers broke today. Something. Another that...
1: Wednesday, huh?
0: Yeah, another Wednesday. Something nobody heard of like like last february from the poor kiwi uh, hawking figures at, uh, from new york <laughs> toy fair last year at new york toy fair i was interviewing a gentleman who worked for weta digital or what not weta, weta digital weta weta design they're making toys yeah and worked he, we don't know that they said he'd keep his job if i took it down mhm but we'd kill him instead <laughs>
1: He's still employed play like, He's dead. They stick one of those kookaburras on him or something. Yeah, right. One of those birds with <laughs> claws.
0: Uh, so he told us that they are working on a full-scale mold of the proton pack being destroyed by a tiny little stay men. And I'm like, are you sure you could be saying this? He's like, hey, yeah, why oh, not? Fuck it. <laughs> so he said it, and I put it up, and Sony came. No, you can't have that up there. I was like, legally, yes, I can. And they're like, ah, fuck. And then Weta's like hey, mate, <laughs> anyway, you could take that Dan for us. <laughs> be real proper <laughs> of you if you do that. And I was like, yeah, you fucking, I mean, cat's out of the bag now. Who cares? We're still number four on the search, as Squeezer pointed yep. out
1: today. If you search it, it's leaked by us. <clears throat> I didn't even intend to do that. Like, I-, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, and I went to, like, I just typed, uh, what, mini Stay Puffs or something, and – by dumb luck, the fourth article down was that ComicBook.com one. Yeah. Yes, Iraq, the dude RK got fired. <laughs> He'll get his job back
0: if he joins the Kiss My
1: Ass Club. Come
0: on. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. They, they They tried to. They're like, we'll send you some stuff to send to your fans. It'll be wonderful. You can run oh, contests. yeah.
1: How'd you guys enjoy all that stuff? Yeah,
0: right. Us? I took it off and I never heard from Weta again. <laughs> um it's alright. It's okay. They the cat's out of the bag. Do you think he was uh, Jason Reitman was being sarcastic in that? In what? His his the caption.
1: Like it's out of the bag. Oh, was in worst kept secret. Oh, hmm. Since we ruined it for everyone. Well, we
0: we first ruined it, and then a leaked box art for the Ghostbuster serial came out with three of them on the front of it. Ah. And that kind of ruined it too. And then people put it together, hey, these two dipshits at New York Toy Fair said this was a thing, and now here's proof of it. So it must be a thing. So that's probably why they put that scene. And how goddamn charming is is Paul Rudd buying Baskin oh, he's Robbins just ice cream. When his character works at Baskin-Robbins. Ant-Man has a job at Baskin-Robbins. He's just a walking Easter egg. Yeah, he's just, and he drops blue. He's red velvet. <laughs> blue velvet. The creepy movie, I think he was referring to. Ah. The David Lynch. Paul Rudd, thank you for referencing my film in your movie trailer. <laughs> it's my <laughs> David Lynch. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was the, the, they were so adorable, like roasting themselves on the grill, making, trying to make s'mores out of themselves. Yes. I was like, I cannot fucking wait for the, and then the oh, soundtrack, so the score sounded like Almer oh, Bernstein's I, I had score. Oh my God. And it was, it was a, it was a, a cue of Dana's apartment with the Stay Puft marshmallows. Mm-hmm. That was the same cue.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited that I will, I will, I don't care when this is, I will go into a movie theater to see this. Oh, yeah. Well, I was hoping to see it in the fucking drive-in theater this fucking summer,
0: but now it's November. It's coming out in November. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rent the whole goddamn yeah. theater.
1: I would almost rather, I know I want it, and November is, if you're going to do, no, just push it back to next summer then.
0: Yeah, I know. At that point. I yeah. want a
1: summer blockbuster.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't want a goddamn November movie.
1: November dumping ground. I'll buy the studio and then release it. I'll
0: be like, I got, I'm feeling Vince. I, I heard a story on uh, something to wrestle with. We we're talking about Vince was trying to shoot, wrestle Kurt angle in the, in the, the, Whoa, your mic. Watch it there, buddy. Sorry. It fell down again. He was trying to shoot, wrestle uh, Kurt angle in the, the aisles of an airplane. And the stewardess came back and said, the captain's going to lo- land the plane. Emergency land the plane, if you don't knock it off. He goes, God damn it, I'll buy... Or, God damn it, I'll buy the plane. Just get back there. Let us keep
1: wrestling. <laughs> says, I'll buy this fucking plane. Just... a. Uh, uh, is he a billionaire? Yeah. Multi... Yeah, alright. A billionaire and an Olympic gold medalist. Um, wrestling in the aisles of an airplane. It's, uh... E-Rock said if... I ran out the theater. He'll drive to Allentown.
0: Oh, it's on. This could be the Radiers meetup we've been waiting for. I ran out of theater. Oh, speaking of good news, I know the theater. I think
1: if you're buying a movie studio, you can buy the theater. You don't even have to rent it.
0: Yeah, well, I, we know I can afford to rent the theater. I, we know I can't afford to buy the studio. It is Sony, though. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, um, our theater squeezer, Tillman 8, which was... Built in 1989 as an AMC, but had to sell off to a new company called New Vision because of antitrust rules a few years ago. Is now going back to an AMC because New Vision went belly up, thus defuncting the – that's coming down too. It's going to be a party. There's going to be a rad year's meetup in November. I'm going to rent the whole theater. I'll rent the whole building. Ghostbusters Afterlife on every screen. Squeezer, will you be able to? Make or are it? we
1: just, or we just get the drive-in? I get, I bet it'll be cheaper in November.
0: <laughs> uh, will you be able to make it, Squeezer?
1: Uh, to the drive-in one? No. I'll bring pierogies. What? Oh. To, to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, uh, where's it at? <laughs> See,
0: I knew there was gonna be a, a cabot. It's a rad year's meetup. They're coming to meet Squeezer, not not Squeezer. I'll get
1: one of my. Uh, yeah, i will get Yakos too. What what, what what was that guy on uh, that did all the? Oh, what the fuck's his name? The YouTube guy that would do the kids' videos. That he would send impersonators out to do his stage shows. Ah, right. uh, who gives a shit? It, it's uh blippy. Is it blippy? Bloopy? Bloppy? Blippy? I think it's blippy. You're talking to me like I have any fucking idea. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. It's not even like drunken like kind Didn't we see funny. him
0: He has merch out. Didn't we see that blippy shit at Toy Fair last year? Yeah. Time?
1: Oh, there's a ton of merch. Oh yeah, that's why I brought that up. Yeah, 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 he was Yeah, uh, I saw more of it. People, he was doing the Gallagher thing. Yeah. But with multiple Gallaghers.
0: Gallagher too. Squeezer couldn't make it the day before, so I was uh being hobbed. I was uh being wind and dine by the good folks at Jazzwares inside their for- Toy Fortress. With Chris Jericho and the Rhodes brothers. Uh, but insta- on the outside of the fortress, the toy fortress, they had like a, a glass stand, but inside they had a giant Blippy thing. So Jazzwares. Um, it's Chris Jericho and Blippy.
1: Yeah. Fucking put that asshole on the walls of Jericho. <laughs> God, it's painful. Uh.
0: But, yeah, that was the big – the big, big, biggest thing that happened was, uh, I would say, the Ghostbusters afterlife clip. Paul Rudd and Minnie Stay Puff, like, I fucking died and went to heaven, Squeezer.
1: Oh, I can only imagine. The, the, the two men that you want to marry
0: most. <laughs> my office is covered in Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And Paul Rudd's. And I, I write R.K. Rudd. I sign my name R.K. Rudd on a piece of paper with hearts all day long. <laughs> <laughs> with different color, fun color pens.
1: You have one of those little uh, with those little diamond thingies where you do the yeah, who, little foldy paper many, things. How many kids will have? You just have Paul Rudd's name written underneath every tab. Will we live in a mansion or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, you just do your fan fiction. Yeah, no one ever wanted to do one of those with me. <laughs> I'll live in a mansion with you. No, 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 no. The little paper oh. uh, fortune oh, telling deal. What are the hell is that called? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I always thought it was magical. I could never figure out how to do it. Yeah, I can't fold things. Every one, it would just turn into a Chinese football. Yeah, I could do that. That's easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, I guess before we start, do you want a quick talk about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, no. I guess spoilers. Fucking, if you haven't watched yet, god damn it! What are you doing?
1: Uh, Z- we can. That was like. Five days ago, I I don't even remember
0: what happened. We normally talk about it on the show, but Zemo. I know we we find. Oh yes,
1: yes, that was a.
0: Zemo takes his full identity as Baron Helmut Zemo. Uh, He does a really cool dance move in the club. You could find Mm -hmm. him in the club. Bottle full of bub. Um, Sharon Carter's back. Uh, She's a badass. Madripoor. A uh, b- bunch of X-Men people are in the mix in and, and places. I, I mean, they're just flaunting the X-Universe that used to be owned by Fox in our face. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Wakanda shows up at the end, so I'm interested to see what happens in two days. We don't yeah. work, Squeezer. We'll be able to go home and watch it.
1: Friday night. I mean, yeah, no, it was... a. Uh... It's a good show. Yeah, Zemo stole the I know. I know it sounds... Oh, he, I love him. Yes. I think he's... Yeah, he's Joe, he's Joe Pesci. He's just cool. Yeah. In the, the lethal weapon scheme of things, he's Joe Pesci. Gonna sneeze. Get <laughs> him tight. Oh, I was waiting, actually. Hold on. Hear it, but he pied it down. And I'm supposed to fill for you guys. Yeah, it was just cool seeing him with the mask on. And I, I, I and think the we jacket. all know... You back? Yeah, and the fur jacket. Oh. oh, yeah. No, yeah, it was just cool seeing, like, getting the look. You know, it kind of... It, it, it's just refreshing. And not, not that it's refreshing, because we have see it now for the last, like, 15 years or so, but... When I pop my mic it, down, does, n- does something happen in your brain where you're like, I can't talk, his mic's down? I didn't, I didn't know you were doing it. I was laying out, I was ready for you to sneeze, because, see, I don't have uh, that luxury. Uh, Uh, I I figured since you spent like the first 15 minutes of the show opening beer bottles into our ears that you're just going to sneeze right into them, too. I didn't think you were going to be that considerate.
0: I don't have any more to do, or I would, just to rub it in your ears. Uh, Your supple ears.
1: My supple ears. Your supple ears. Uh, Yeah, no, it's just cool to see them come off the page on the screen, like, as they're intended. Somehow they figured out where they can make it work. There was a time where it couldn't. It just didn't. It always looks silly. Um, the
0: speaking of silly, the Loki trailer drop too. That looks pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm really excited for that. i because mean, it, I it's gonna be like borderline really mind twisty, lots of, of layers, but they're not gonna go so far where you don't know what the hell is going on, a la like Westworld. You're just a Owen Wilson fan. Admit it. Yeah, did you see that prosthetic nose that they gave him, too, for his character? It's a... I can't do... A, a,
0: it's a weird, long nose. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's kind of strange, Loki. You time travel? You
1: can't do that. <laughs> is that a good Owen Wilson? No, that is... Yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. It looks... Uh... Is Wes oh, Anderson
0: directing this? I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into it. You guys, we asked you to uh, tell us what you want to hear us talk about, and you told us. Uh, we made a list. Some things you're not. If you asked us, you're not going to hear uh, because I, I mean, I was like, shit, we can't talk about this, or we've talked about it at nauseum, which didn't, which means you know. Not necessarily that we didn't want to do it again. There was just a a lot, and I had to whittle it down a bit. And then some came today after we already, like, picked the list and everything. So let me give a quick shout-out to Rob, our boy Rob. He talked about Fruit Wrinkle, Fruit Snacks, which are awesome. Are You Afraid of the Dark TV Show? And the Ultimator Toy Gun, uh, Rockin' Flowers, Weapons and Warriors, Battle Beasts, Exo Squad Action Figures. And Bugle Boy, Bum, and Umbro's Kid's Clothes. All things, I'm sure, if we haven't talked about already, we'll get to it at some point. But thanks, Rob, for sending us some listener choice picks. Our first listener's choice picks comes from Joe, our boy Joe in Philly. He asked us to talk about some of our favorite commercial jingles. And Squeezers, do you want to talk about yours first? Oh, yeah. Here's Squeezer's.
2: Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza any time. Pizza Bagel Bites. Bite-sized pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Pizza during prime time, any the right time. Pizza going down is so fine, so fine, so fine, so fine. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. And any other time, try Cheese Bites, Dynabites, and Hot Bites.
1: Mm, what are various cheese bites, fried cheeses, Dynabites and hot, the uh, hot bites. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> the thing is, I had to pick this. It only made sense because this is how you woke your I parents
0: s- up on weekends when you started putting p- leftover cold pizza in the the stove. You're like
1: pizza <laughs> in
0: the morning.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> mom. Uh, the commercial uh, gave me yeah, permission. Like regular pizza. So you have pizza for dinner and you have pizza for breakfast. Bagel Bites is that late-night snack you have in between.
0: Right. Bagel Bites are like, oh, you eat two or three, and you are you burn the top of your mouth, and they're okay at a party. But when it's like 2 in the morning and you've had 36 beers, you microwave the tray and eat them all. And they're like, these are so mm-hmm. good. No wonder you could oh, eat them any I, time. I
1: could never. <laughs> I could ne- to me, like, the microwaving them, even though with that little tray, it's still sacrilege. I got a toaster to oven, those little guys.
0: Oh yeah, me too. I can't microwave that at all, but my sister would microwave them, and just fucking scarf them. Mm.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I would, and I would. Uh, y- you carve them out, so you scrape using your teeth. You scrape all the cheese and uh, oh, no. sauce off. Chew it up, and then you, but then you pack the cheese like a dip. Oh, you know, in your cheek. Save no. it for later. No, you. Don't. Then you hollow out the soft breading, eat that, then eat the outer breading of the bagel like a like a pretzel eat that and then finish the cheese so you're, there's a process you're a monster. you don't just bite it and eat it
0: you're a monster you know that right what well,
1: maybe <laughs> I I bet the abominable the will probably eat bagel bites the same way he's Well now, now he bounce. can't eat anything because yeah. he doesn't have any teeth so
0: looky here
1: <laughs> looky what he can do <laughs> Anyway, I had to pick this because as soon as I saw it, I immediately started singing the Bagel Bites jingle. I might have already been singing it mm-hmm. uh, when I saw it, but it is it, it without fail it runs through my head uh, one, at least once a day. It's just easy; it just happens. I mean, and it's a good song too. I mean, I mean it, the song itself is what, when, what year are we in? Twenty? So twenty one. Let's say we're in twenty seven. Then I'm gonna subtract six, so it's fifty, sixty, seventy. Minus what 7, the f- 60. The song is already like sixty. No, seventy three. I don't know. It's old. Oh right, we like played the original. it. Yeah, we played we, it yeah, on we, the show we went last time. We over this. Um, before yeah, it was a uh, uh, "Sugar Time" uh by the McGuire Sisters. And well, it was back in the fifties. Like it was written by two guys, and then they sell it to whoever wants to listen. And then you have like multiple acts singing the same damn song. Right. Um, that's why, like, I, I, when people are like, oh, they just sampled that, or oh, that's not his song. Like, yeah, but like back in the day, like none of that.
0: Right. Because like, the writer, very few, like the writer gets all the money anyway.
1: Yeah. Like. So they, what do they, they care were how out many there people singing and they they would get paid for doing uh doing shows right kind of like your bands now like have a record label screw them over. But, like outside of like your jazz and blues musicians, like all your pop music back then, it was written by someone else, um, which I guess is still kind of true to this day, you know to an extent, but uh yeah, it was a uh, sugar time, sugar in the morning, sugar in the evening, and then but, but you're the sugar, you're my sugar, be my sugar, am I um, your bagel bite i would I would rather be your bagel bite. <laughs> am i your pizza you are my pizza you're my you're my little tiny bits of pepperoni yeah i appreciate that you're delicious going down but then you give me heartburn about 15 minutes later
0: you could have got more graphic with that and i appreciate you for not let's move on to my jingle pick
3: Staying cool, with mentos fresh and full of life Fresh goes better, mentos freshness Fresh goes better, with mentos fresh and full of life Bomboni mentos, an
0: apatito Mentos, the fresh maker I ah, whatever, I found one with the fucking Spanish end
1: Is it wrong that in my head I see the person doing that voiceover is dressed like a bumblebee?
0: <laughs> no uh, so, these Mento commercials were like the rage in the 90s. And I love, my dad was like a big Mentos person. He'd eat them so fast that he'd start choking on them. And my mm. mom's like, Jeffrey, stop pouring on your fucking Mentos. They are,
1: they are a choking hazard. He
0: those- I know. He'd just like sit there with a pack and just pop them into his mouth. He loved some Mentos.
1: Well, that was the beauty of them because the way that the, the edges were like camphored, like you can. Even in the packaging, you can get your thumb in there and pop them up.
0: Right. Yeah. It was. They're great for just like, and he does that. They do it in the cart. I'm sorry. The commercial. He like. They put your thumb underneath yeah. one and pop it into your mouth. Mm-hmm. And these were so popular. Uh, the Foo Fighters and their well Dave Grohl kind of in the, his first album, the Foo Fighters, for the uh, Big Me music video, he parodied that. Parodied parried, it. Parrot. Parodied it. It. Uh, par-
1: par- I believe what you're saying is what you do when you're sword fighting. <laughs> Parried. Is that like when Parried, you both pull your
0: shlongs part. out and go at it? <laughs> <laughs> Parried. Ding. You know what I meant. Yeah. With Futos, yeah. the fresh fighter, and I was obsessed with this music. Me- I don't know what. I was more excited for that. It was like a Mentos thing or the Foo Fighters. Cause I love them both. Um, I had that CD and I played the living hell out of it. So, uh, it was, it was MTV at this point was like not playing music videos all the time. They're playing their stupid goddamn shows. And VH one didn't always play music videos either. So like I would go on, to, my dad had, they had like a cable modem up at the antenna site, the head end where the cable system was. So I'd go up there because we still had dial-up and the world had dial-up, but they had this cable modem up there. And and I'd go on MTV.com and you could watch little quick time thumbnails, like these really tiny postage stamped sized videos of like the music video. And I thought it was the whole thing, but it was like 15 seconds of it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I had I downloaded that, and I had that to
1: watch. And it probably still took time to download.
0: It did, it did, it didn't come right away. But yeah, the Mentos uh, spot was uh, those things were great, and they were so cheesy. But then, I think they initially, and I ha- I'm speaking out of my ass here. I don't know if this is true or not. It seemed like they initially like did it to like this is a great idea, and then once they realized everyone was goofing on them, they like really leaned into that and started making them even cheesier. Yeah. And and then they just took off and steamrolled in popularity. And that's probably why mentos are still popular today because who would have fucking thought mentos would just thrive.
1: Yeah. And and it, it's not even it's like a subliminal nostalgia. Yeah. You know, it's not like something that they're putting out, it's like, hey, remember these. No, they just keep putting them out there and you and I and anyone else still remembers those commercials. Yeah. And in our heads it wasn't that long ago. You know,
0: fresh goes better. Mentos get your freshness. Fresh goes better with mentos. Get your food left. Mentos, the fresh maker. That's pretty much how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. For our next uh, listener, Matty B, who is, I believe, on the chat right now. Matty B uh, from. Oh, shit. I lost my, my notes to say where he's from. So I need another monitor here. Maddie B from Indiana. He told us uh, we have three uh, ideas from him. Uh, his first one is top crushes growing up during the Rad Years. Uh, I'll go first this time, Squeezer, with my okay. one of my uh, few crushes growing up. And probably I'm not alone on this one. Now
2: for the beautiful and enchanting Kelly, goddess of the sand. <laughs> gosh, she's in a bathing suit. <laughs> Bidding is open. Bidding is closed. Sold to me for $12. Thank you, Kelly. Go get dressed. Stay away from these animals.
0: <laughs> Zach Morris is a piece of trash. <laughs> There's a YouTube video dedicated to that. But I'm talking about the wonderful, luminous Kelly Kapowski.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, getting older, I don't know. I might have nah. it definitely wasn't the Jesse. I'm just no, nope. was lying. It was Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Kelly. I wanted to sound like I was sophisticated and in the Jesse, the one no one is into. I mean, after Showgirls, yes. <laughs> Showgirls came out when I was at the height of of hormonal urgency. I guess is the phrase I want to use there.
1: Yeah, but she's also a drug addict.
0: And and Showgirls she's taking those.
1: No. And oh, those go. caffeine pills, yeah. Those caffeine pills.
0: I'm so I'm... excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. No. Did, did,
3: did pills? Any kid pills? And, oh, you
1: know what? Yeah. Got to cut out the caffeine pills.
0: Sorry, I said, like, Seinfeld there when I was yelling about the pills. <laughs> pills? <laughs> what are do you doing with the Pills? What's with caffeine pills? Just drink coffee. That's kind of like Dave Donnie. Another WWE cameraman. You know what I like about wrestling? Nothing.
1: He's such a curmudgeon. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he pretends to be happy, so. I think he generally is happy, but he just hates everything um yes but kelly kapowski uh the weird thing was like showgirls happened so because we were watching saved by the bell and syndication that it seemed to happen so close to saved by the bell it was kind of odd that oh she's in this movie where she's a naked showgirl in las vegas
1: and then and then same with when was that was that 98
0: no 95 i think
1: showgirls yeah
0: 95 or 96 Ninety five, yes, ninety five. Holy shit. So it was really, really close to um Say by the Bell, Elizabeth Berkeley was just all of a sudden in the nude. But then, to be fair, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on one of those other shows. Uh like Melrose Place. <sighs> Hold on, I don't know for sure. Any help here, Squeezer would be very appreciated
1: no i don't know <laughs> but I, I oh can, i'm sorry I
0: she was she was on 90210 in 94 so um,
1: I, yeah i, I never i never really got it say they, by, those kids were way too cool no
0: for i i didn't ever watch 90210 a second of 90210 but i just you would see pictures and video and commercials of her and you'd be like wow, she looks way older and and brr. like that's not kelly kapowski like the girl next door that's Kelly Kapowski, like, let's go knock up this liquor store and have sex on the body. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I felt like in 94. But here, here's the timeline. So, 89 to 93, Saved by the Bell. 75 episodes, she's Kelly Kapowski. In 1992, they do the Hawaiian-style movie. In 93 mm -hmm. to 94, they do the college years. And in ninety-four they do Wedding in Las Vegas, which is the last of Say by the Bell. And then in ninety-four, she's on nine oh two one oh. So it's a pretty quick
1: I just I can't believe College Years was that early. I know we talked about this, but to me it just feels like it's so much later. Yeah. That it happened. And it also doesn't help that
2: Well, we were watching it's being, in
1: syndication.
0: Yeah, but I I did watch college years on its debut. i remember, I was so excited for it on. Uh,
1: yeah, I I was there.
0: Yeah. Uh, and winning in Las Vegas, I believe it aired on a Friday night. It doesn't say October uh, October seventh, nineteen ninety four. That doesn't help me. Search Google for. It. it was a Friday, yes, Friday night. I knew it. I watched that when it aired. <laughs> Uh, my weird on-the-spectrum powers. I knew it was a Friday night. I watched it. <laughs> um, so, yes. Kelly Kapowski. Squeezer, your childhood crush.
2: Thank you, Sarah Miller. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Your hair is the color of the sun. Your skin is like fresh milk and everyone loves you. Stop! Sit. Wait. What? We cannot break bread with you. Mm -hmm. Huh? Becky, what's going on? Wednesday. You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. Gary, she's changing the words. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you. And burn
0: your village to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a uh, long... my dream girl. That was a long clip, and it gave me a lot of time to think. I'm not saying this in a disparaging way to her at all. Mm-hmm. But you and Mrs. Squeezer could easily pull off a Wednesday in Pugsley Gosling.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, not disparaging to her at all.
0: <laughs> I'm saying you married your crush.
1: Yeah, I have a type.
0: I don't know if that's, like, the same personality, but... She kind of very much fits uh, that. there's
1: moments. <laughs> shut the hell up. It,
0: uh... <laughs> uh. Were you a Christina Ricci crush? Because that's I had a Christina Ricci crush.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it started with Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I, I think I yeah, it started with all of us. Uh, Adam Adam's Family Values is is definitely what did it because I was like nine. Yeah, ten. she was. She wasn't a little
0: girl as much as. Yeah. In that. She Amsterdam, was a little. Yeah. She was
1: a little older and you like look up to that and it's like, and, and, and it's that sweet little kid crush.
0: Yeah. Just like you know? when Stephanie Tanner started coming around yeah. and you're like, Oh, Hey. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I thought, and a little adorable squeezer. I thought she was like the cutest, sweetest little girl. And I wanted to be her friend and I wanted to play with her. And the thing she would do looked like fun. Like, like, like I wouldn't mind being pugly in that situation <laughs> half the time. Yeah, I've been electrocuted. It's not that bad. Um,
0: let's not get too weird here and talk about what happens in the bedroom, the boudoir. No, we're not. Gonna,
1: we're not gonna know. No, and then, and then,
0: uh, what happened in a room down there?
1: And then Casper came. And then I was so jealous of that little dead kid. <laughs> um, I'm like, he he gets whatever. I forgot what her name. I. At that point, she was Christina Ricci to me, and I, I was, I was enamored. At that point, like she was like that, the the cute girl in school that you didn't have a chance with. Only she was on a big screen.
0: I went to Catholic school, so we didn't have any of those.
1: Ah, uh, what big screens?
0: Or, or cute girls
1: that everyone was enamored with. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah so uh when when i w- it would start with wednesday Adams but then yeah i major like pre teen teen she crush was on cat
0: in yeah. casper now and then when she's taping her boobs back mhm mhm and then uh yeah Man, i don't know it's, she was in uh, i guess buffalo sixty six she was yeah did you see that movie? I don't think I saw Buffalo 60.
1: I was trying to think if I did or not.
0: Vincent Gallo. He's kind yeah. of who, uh, what's his name, is based on Billy. Is Billy Walsh is based on in, uh, in, uh, Entourage to jump on what e said. said. Uh, the bowling scene. Just Google on YouTube the bowling scene from um, Buffalo 66. Just do yourself a favor. Uh also what's that movie with Justin Timberlake? Um I don't see it. It's something called Southland Tales? No, Southland Tales. Oh, that movie's awesome. That was what's Richard Kelly <laughs> and and The Rocks in that. That's the
1: only movie that I remember with him being in.
0: Southland Tales is fucking awesome. Awful, I mean awful that's an awful movie. No, it's called
1: Oh that that, that was a Freudian slip right there.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's not. It's awful. Don't list. Don't think I'm. I mean, it's awesome. And I said awful. It is awful. Don't watch it. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, but is I already saw it. And Black Snake Moan. There it is. Black Snake Moan.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That that. Is,
0: yeah. By Craig Brewer, who did uh, that movie with uh, the original Roadie.
1: <laughs> that was uh, Mrs. Squeezer's Halloween costume when she was in college.
0: See, it makes sense. Yep saw it all came together. Craig Brewer. What is Craig Brewer doing? He did hustle and flow. That's what that's what the an empire. And uh, the guy who is roadie, just so I'm not sounding too ignorant, is Terrence Howard. There we go. No longer Roadie. Okay, so our next uh Listener's pick is still from Maddie B. He asked for cartoons we'd like to see turned into a movie. And Squeezer, you get the uh
1: distinguished You knew this was you knew this was coming, right? Well you pitched this movie already, so here it is. Oh yeah. I I'm infatuated with it.
2: Thank you, Sarah Miller. You are oh, the most beautiful nope. person.
1: Wait, why is that? Alright, so it's this family, this macabre family <laughs> and two of the kids go to a summer camp out because they lose their home. Um how did
2: you do it, Dirty Dirty? Oh, excuse me, Dirty Dirty. Uh, uh, meet my friend, who's here? I hate well, him. I know. I'm pleased to meet you, little lady. Dirty, Fuzz, let's go. JB and Handlebar have been trapped by a gang of dingoes. What? Maybe We're the dingoes. Out near you, Stone baby. Ridge. Come on.
1: I, I purposely. I. It goes longer. I trimmed it down. There is more Deputy Fuzz on the front and back end of that clip. And I was going to leave it because it's so infuriating. But then I'm like, ah, my Adams Family clip's already pretty long. And I don't want to lose the entire audience with more Deputy Fuzz.
0: It was around last year at this time, about a year ago to date, give or take a week or two, that we watched. I watched my first episode of Brave Star with all of you. Uh, on youtube uh, you can go back and watch us watching it um you can actually see us watching it uh you can't see the show though because we get kicked off of youtube and i was very impressed i was like this is a good show i, I could watch all of these and there that- are some
1: not uh, there are some so- there are some real solid episodes a lot of them what was There's the one we that watched like, eh. um that was, about his mentor
0: um, turning into a piece of shit
1: yeah, uh, fallen idol. Fallen idol. Fallen idol. Is. Yeah, uh, um, that that is a good one, and I would kind of work that into uh, my plot. Certainly, I yeah I pitched this one already. This would be going back like what three, four years ago. I think. When did we do the napkin pitch episode? I yeah, it was, it was three, four years up ago. On four years. Yeah. Uh, I had this all plotted out. I want to go back and re-listen to that one. Rewrite down what I had. I I had it. I am obsessed with wanting to see this as a movie. And I think it would work. And because the time is right now, like you can, they would actually do it proper service. Like, text hex can actually look good, uh, without coming off as like silly anymore. Like I was saying. But he shouldn't like, talk. No, no, Tex Hex is the the bad guy. Oh
0: wait, who's guy. the horse? The shotgun horse. That's 3030.
1: 3030. 3030 shouldn't talk. But what happens when he becomes a bipedal? I guess. He's I don't an know. A- he's an alien race. He's not just a robot horse. He's yeah. the last of his kind. It's un- he un- has to talk. Yeah, okay. All right. You're right. You got me there. Um, but de- no, no, depi Fuzz definitely gets killed off right at the start. <laughs> That's That's the whole synopsis. That's like the beginning of it. What's that?
0: Like a wood chipper.
1: Oh yeah, something real. No, yeah, it's got to be slow. Yeah. And and it's got to get to the point where and Brave Star has to like (laughs) he can't get there in time. Like he's just out of reach. Mm. He's like. shoot her shoot, shoot her, her!
0: yeah that's see. the open of the movie maybe just have me yeah. by a raptor that's how you do it
1: yeah all right fine yeah <laughs> space raptors space raptors um but yeah i i had it all laid out i forgot who i was gonna have uh direct this thing but after going back after watching mando i'm I available go... squeezer
0: talk to my people
1: okay I, I, either you or fabs okay one or the other um, because I love the, the Marshall episode, the first episode of the second season. Mm, yeah, I did. Like too. has that, has that vibe.
0: It, um, we talked about that. It does. I'm like, yeah, this is like fucking brave
1: star. Yeah. Uh, Adam beach without question is my brave star. Um, it just makes sense. Uh, and cause he's a slightly older brave star too. I would like that. Uh, and then ScarJo comes in as JB and, uh, and then I was trying to figure out who my text hex would be, um, if because I would love to have actually Charlie Adler do the voice of it, but then it gets weird, because then, you know, like, was it David Powers, like, Powell's, Powers? Who's Darth Vader? Powers?
0: Darth the voice or actor? No,
1: no, the actual, like, physical, like, oh, he was always I bitter about it, because, yeah. you know, James Earl Jones, you know, stole all his thunder. Other than that, I would have Gary Oldman do it. Because it's Gary Oldman. If you, can, if you need a bad guy, just have him do it. It's like, everyone! You know, I could see him doing that, but in a purple face. And then since then, the only the only thing I lost was I was going to have uh, Ennio Morricone and Trent Reznor do my score. But we since then, my four years have passed and we lost Morricone, so...
0: What about uh I lost out on that. Jonathan Joss, uh John Redcorn from King of the Hill.
1: Sure, who who's the who does his voice? Jonathan Joss. Oh, he, is that? He's oh. he
0: plays the casino owner owner in uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, Ken Hatote.
1: Oh, ooh, he could be uh there's other there's other I got to go Adam Beach though. just... Cause...
0: No, I'm not saying he needs to be known. Oh. But but there, is, is there other Native Americans in the? Oh yeah. Because he's he's great as John Redcorn, yeah, and yeah, he's great as he could, Ken Yeah, good,
1: He could be a good shaman.
0: There you go. Or his, or yeah. you do the storyline Fallen Idol or whatever the fuck it is, and he's that guy.
1: Oh, that's true. That's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, I like where you're going with this. See? Yeah. But yeah, this is I I don't if this happens in everything that I say happens. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not gonna raise a single fuss. I just I 'cause I will and I will pay money to see it and I will sit there and go, that was my idea. I mean none of this is gonna be actually my idea. It's not how it happens. But let's say one out of a gazillion that it's a real childish number there. Uh yeah, I just that's the movie I wanna see.
0: Well, my pick is now owned by Disney, and I think it would be a perfect CGI cartoon movie. So, wouldn't like a CGI Bobby's World like full length movie be awesome?
1: That would be pretty cool. Like, like, and and with like the sequences, like
0: no, it would be it would be Bobby's. Bobby goes to to uh, Bobby's uh, for, first grade. He starts first grade, and he's in okay. school, and there's a bully, and there's something that happens, and he but there's all like. You think about it; it's done by Disney. It's done by Disney, and you had all those properties. You could do like him fantasizing about aliens, Star Wars, any of the Marvel properties, anything Disney. Like there's so much, and it's parody, so you could really do anything. You could even do like Jurassic Park, like they did in the show, and oh, yeah. um, like, but like a Bob and and see Howie Mandel plays the two main parts. Like
1: I was gonna ask, would you still have like the little Howie Mandel and Bobby sequences?
0: Oh, yeah, you could even do that. You You got to. Yeah, you could even do that. You could do it at the end, like a post-credit thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I I think.
1: People would lose their shit. uh,
0: Because kids would love it, and everyone our age would love it. They'd go see it. They'd take their kids to see it. Like Bobby's World. And then you could do, like, ten sequels of it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But a Bobby's World movie Are you in in three D and that that the animation style would lend itself perfectly to the three D animation style because they kind of already were shaped that way.
1: Yeah, I could see. Yeah, it would really pop off the screen, and just the way like the backgrounds were shaped. Right. It'd, um,
0: it'd be really real, easy um, to do, and Uncle Ted and 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 just all his sequences and like let's say like he starts his first day of first, like Bobby's world first grade. And it's the first day of first grade. And like he loses, it's like a day in the life. He loses his backpack and I don't know, he goes, see something, but uh, mm-hmm. it could be really good. I think a Bobby's world 3d Disney treatment would be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. I would say I would go see that in theaters. Hell yeah, I would too. I'm not saying I would, but it's something I would say I'd go see in-
0: yeah i didn't flush out what storyline i just thought if <laughs> they took it like there's so much like modern stuff he could flashback to and have dream sequ- like his fantasy sequences about and even if like they don't want to go outside with stuff disney owns there's so much stuff disney owns that they wouldn't have a problem doing that yeah. you know what i mean
1: no no i think it'd be really cool no that that would be really cool to see and and it is kinda of timeless. Like at at his age. Right. Like only a little more changes in their world. Right, like, like i iPhones. Like it, we might see like Bobby with like an iPad and
0: that's Right, exactly. That's the know. only change. Everything else is kinda of timeless. It could kinda of work perfectly.
1: Oh uh play dates. You set up play dates and Apparently you know what?
0: Thing. With like Pixar movies, you don't even need to do there's play dates back then. You don't even really need to have iPhones or iPads like they could live in a world where that stuff doesn't exist you know what I mean the cars look yeah, exactly the same true. and no one would say boo about it like it could be modern in his like, fantasy sequences but when it's him you know it's just and of course Harry Mendel's is still around to do the, the voices of Bobby and, and his dad <coughs> mm-hmm. you just gotta have his mom don't you know from Minnesota all the twins they're so nice Bye, That's my pick. First, a cartoon we grew up on that I think would That's make a, a perfect movie. Squeezer. Next up, viewer's choice. This one's fun. A Marvel comic books character that we would like to see pulled into the MCU. Or a Marvel comic that we'd like to see that get the MCU treatment as either a movie or a Disney Plus series. And I go first on this one. Here is mine.
2: Where is the challenge to this still proud master thief?
0: So, my pick would be one of my favorite comic books, and it was only four issues, from the mid-90s, part of the Age of Apocalypse storyline, Gambit and the Externals. And this, hear, hear me out, Squeeze. hmm This is how, instead of doing Age of Apocalypse again, or doing Dark Phoenix, you know, redoing all these great stories that fucking Fox kind of fucked. Why mm-hmm. not? work backwards, is what I say. Why not start and just release either as a uh, what the fuck? Disney Plus show or a movie? Why not just release this movie, Gambit and the Externals, or just call it the Externals? Because you have the Eternals coming out. These are the Externals. And then... Work backwards front to the age of Apocalypse, to breaking the timeline, to the X-Men being on this earth of the MCU. So the externals Ooh. are Gambit, Remy LeBue, Jubilee, Strong Guy, who I always loved, Sunspot, mm-hmm. and a new uh, character, Leela Cheney. They're the externals. Gambit's their leader. Uh, and they're working for Magneto. <clears throat> and they're trying to find... Uh, the MCRON uh, or the Macran, I never knew how to say it. I said MCRON, but it's pronounced K R A A N. The Macron crystal. Now, make this Macron crystal some sort of <clears throat> thing that uh, some MacGuffin that can, can alter timelines and take. So, Age of Apocalypse happened, the world is changed, and Apocalypse and his soldiers rule the world, right? The universe. Yes. But Magneto, who's now in control of what is the X-Men, come to Gambit and the x This this missionary team who kind of – the book took the place of the X-Force. And when you read the book, you kind of get an X-Force, like, like uh, mercenary feel to it. Not missionary. Mercenary. <laughs> Missionaries yeah. go mm-hmm. and baptize people. So, right? <clears throat> yes, that's what it is. Third world countries. Mercenaries. Uh, mercenaries – so, the, he comes to them and he says, I need this Macron crystal. This crystal will allow me to write the timeline into a world where Apocalypse hasn't attacked. And we work backwards. And by the end of the picture, the X-Men are in the world and MCU. No blip happened to them. No, like... Thanos, like they weren't there for that. They were in some other alternate universe that was being taken over by Apocalypse. And you start with Gambit and the Externals. And you bring Chan and tanum as this Gambit like you always intended to.
1: Yeah, I, I still don't understand why that just fucking Never keeps happened. collapsing
0: Right, Gambit was like my favorite character in the X Men. As soon as like Jim Lee drew him into X Men, number one, and fuck, yeah, <clears throat> Gambit and the Externals, and they and they work backwards. And then like, the the Gambit and Jubilee are part of the X Men, going forward. And you do that like ninety two X Men lineup. You don't do the original fucking first class lineup. No one wants to fucking see that. We want to nah. see Wolverine. We want to see Cyclops. We want to see Jean Grey, Rogue, Storm, Wolverine, Gambit, and Jubilee. Yep. Nobody else. And Beast. I'm
1: sorry. And Beast. Yeah. And of course, Professor X. Yeah. And, and Blue Beast. Not that. Not that. Yes. I- I'm surprised. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Uh, not- them to go all the way back and everyone's going to be wearing the same day in uniform and Beast is just going to be a hairy, fat guy. They did that, and in first class. Nick out. Yeah, I know. Still.
0: And fucking, what's-her-name was never fucking part of the, Raven was never part of the goddamn X-Men. You know, I I don't
1: know. I did like first class, but. You have so many characters to work with, and they have to. Well, she was so popular, Jennifer Lawrence,
0: that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought it, I think it'd be really cool to do a gambit in the externals, like just like nah, that would be cool.
1: Yeah, just fucking. Cool. And it's good because I I want my gambit movie. If that's <laughs> the way you're gonna do it and tie it all in, right? And 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 start with something there. Yeah, it's yeah, like uh, it's it's very much a, uh,
0: a Guardians of the Galaxy style chasing the McGuffin you know. And you can make it fun, like even give it to James Gunn, because after Volume Three, he's done with that. And you, you're giving Fantastic Four to the fucking kid who's directing Spider-Man. Give James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Gambit and the Externals. You know oh, he's going to do cool. right by it.
1: Yeah, and and with that, with you, it's not a you don't have it's not an origin story. No, yeah. Because because otherwise you say, hey, we're making a Gambit movie. Everyone's going, oh well, we how where does he come from? We don't care. It's who he is now.
0: Right. And then your X-Men. The, the, or, you saw the, the origin of the X-Men through this movie, the, and it's the or, not the origin of the X-Men, but the origin of the X-Men through this, like, changing timelines. Mm-hmm. So they could always flash back and have, like, issues that happen because of Age of Apocalypse. But, you know, you, your timeline starts kind of in the middle. The X-Men existed before, and now they're existing again. You know, they're in the middle of the timeline, not the start or the end. And they're on a gambit in the externals is this offshoot, which gets gets them there. I think that would be pretty cool. And as, as a kid, as a fanboy who collected all four issues and the golden bossed trade paperback. Oh, yeah. Which I still have. I can tell you I would geek out for this in a major way. Mr. Squeezer, you're... Pick for X uh, Marvel. I'm sorry, Marvel character. You, uh, like
1: you, you Yeah, you're yeah, we're on the same page, kind of. Here it
2: is. Long shot, my best <coughs> star, the X Men are proven ratings hit, and me. <laughs> it'll be huge.
3: When you are on screen, your bulbosity, the universe positively quivers. We shall, however, need Spiral to cleave time and space. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever.
2: God, where's God? God! Get your guys down to wardrobe. Come on, come on, come on. We're burning daylight here. Scramble a remote crew. We're going live.
1: We're going live. So, I think this would work out really well because you don't have to conform to any other storyline. You can basically offshoot this in its own little universe uh, and and basically almost use it as a parody. Not, not, not necessarily a parody, but something to tie the entire universe together. And I see it as a series, uh, like a Disney Plus series a Mojo series with Mojo vision and the Mojoverse and how you could just, for any reason, find a way to bring any of these characters together into a place where they can interact with each other. Okay. With a disgusting, decrepit, spineless one overseeing everything. And I, and also, and now it's in a place too. like the effects. I, I think Mojo would look awesome on screen and terrifying. Um, I think the biggest thing and the way to launch it is, and they already because you already had like a little Easter egg in there, and you have your your start. And there are some cool characters like you could bring in Longshot and Spiral. That would be cool, but you already had Shatterstar in a Marvel movie, right? He was wronged, yes. big time. They did him dirty. Um, but in Deadpool two, Shatterstar is a guy at the Mojoverse and he just gets Affleck, shredded or. in the pit in uh, a helicopter But
0: bl- yeah it was a uh, what the who am i thinking of Brad Pitt right
1: yes uh no Brad Pitt no. was um <laughs> who's playing Shatterstar? Uh, Shatterstar, uh it was uh, uh the guy that's going to be in the new Mortal Kombat movie right uh young kid no no Brad Pitt was uh what's the name? He was invisible. Uh what the, who the fuck was he in it? He got electrocuted. Yes. In the power lines. Uh who was that? But Shatterstar um was uh and the best part about Shatterstar in the movie was he was very tr- in his traditional gimmick, like they didn't try to cool him up at all. And they played him off as kinda douchey and then he hel- he parachuted into some helicopter blaze and got shredded. Right. Well my thought is mojo it's just sick twisted kind of dark humor kind of going on with with that character to begin with and he kind of in a sense breaks that fourth wall as like the show producer if you will the tv executive so he's pissed off that one of his main uh actors if you will in his show is dead so you bring in deadpool and you do a deadpool mojo Storyline, or Didn't at least they, have the beginnings of that. They reference the Mojo verse in Deadpool 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with the whole Shatterstar thing. Yeah. It's already set up. And yeah. Ralph, it's done. The work is done. Ralph Garmin played him in Avengers Assemble from Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia's own Ralph Garmin. Garmy um, Strom.
1: I I think I think it would be it would be disgusting and hilarious, and uh, I I would love to and uh, I I just to bring Deadpool in as a, I, I think he would do it too. Like I I would love to see Ryan Reynolds. I mean I would love to see Ryan Reynolds. Period. But um, I don't know, I, I think that would that would be a fun and you because then you can it's a way to bring all these characters together, um. Uh, if you want, you could, shit, bring the X un- X-Men universe and the MCU together there as well, without breaking any rules, because it's a different, it's another dimension, it's a different universe, and it can, it doesn't have to tie to any canon or anything, it can just exist, uh, almost as if, like, with DC kind of just <clears throat> doing whatever the hell they do whenever they feel like it. Right. You don't have to like live and die by whatever happens in this series. Yeah, but uh, Kit Feige's not going to allow that to happen. All right. Well. It will, however,
0: doing a Mojo series will raise the price of those like three dollar Mojo Toy Biz figures and all the bins underneath the tables <laughs> at uh, toy fairs. There must be. There must. Do you know hit- how
1: many of those? You know how many of those I have to dig through to find something cool.
0: Oh, yeah. It's all Mojo and uh, what's that? Sauron
1: figures. I had a Sauron. I had a mo- I had Mojo. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you have him just sit there and watch TV? He, um...
0: I mean, in my RK toy universe, he controlled the Sentinel. I got the Sentinel the same year. Oh, and really? I, oh, and that's I got cool. Bishop and Richter also for Christmas.
1: Ooh, that Bishop figure is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I love Bishop. Bishop's still one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah. I would like to see him used
1: more. And He was used okay
0: better. in Days of Future Past.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I would like to see now that we, we had cable, I wouldn't mind seeing with all the time traveling shit, it would be cool to see him a little more life finds a way I
0: started buying like a lot of the X-Force figures and I never got fucking Deadpool I wish Deadpool is like one of the only fucking Toy Biz figures that's worth money but I had like four different cables I had Richter I had I think I I Cannonball I Cruel Pyro I think I had two or three Shatterstars and um of course, I had Mojo, but I never had fucking Deadpool. But if you want a Mojo, you could get him and Sauron and any toy fair bin. For uh,
1: I remember, <clears throat> I had, I had a couple different cables, and I had they kept they made Sauron. they made I think
0: five or six cables. Like seriously, yeah. <clears throat>
1: Like, yeah, hey, we can give him a bigger gun this time. All right.
0: Right. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice, but I'll get it back, I swear. So next on uh the list is from Robert M. Robert M sent in asking us to talk about our favorite hip-hop songs of the 90s. And Squeezer, you go first on this one. Body people!
1: I didn't want to play it full and get kicked off YouTube. DCs in the house, jump, jump for joy! There's a party over here. There's a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake your derriere. They have the words "derriere" in their song.
0: I only think of this song as making the ice cream now. The ice cream commercial.
1: I am so happy that exists because it makes people one. They're still out there doing their thing. I think it's hilarious. And then it wasn't until... There's two different cuts of it. One's a little longer. Um, but uh, when the the daughter is standing there awkwardly just disgusted at her parents while they're having their time of their life. And then something like... It took me a while to realize it. I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm the parent here. Oh. I'm their age. Um... I th- th- so I I went with this song specifically because I the fondest warmest memories like this was like uh so it was this like I got into like the the safe hip hop rap at the time the MC Hammerish kind of stuff and right but this song was awesome cuz you would hear it everywhere you went because it was on all the jock jams no matter you know, what gym or whatever stadium you went into. And it played on the radio, and you can hear it, with, listen to it with your mom. And, you know, a little squeezer, little old 10-year-old squeezer thought, you know, it's like, oh, mommy likes this song now too. I bet she hated it, but still. um, And it it's catchy, it's fun, and that was their intention too. Like, because at the time, there was some really heavy shit coming out. And they're like, you know... Hip hop and rap can be like fun. It can be entertaining. We can just have a party and, you know, whoop! There it is. Which I I don't, I still don't know what it means, but I guess I was never cool enough. But uh, I it just it brings a warm, fuzzy feeling to my heart. It might be indigestion, but I also do love that ice cream commercial, or well, it's a Geico commercial but that it is causing people to look it up and it's getting a little <clears throat> second, third, fourth way. Whi- I mean, the song never really went away. Right. Uh, I love this song. And it takes me back to all those like middle school dances where uh, I would awkwardly not talk to girls. Oh, so, yeah. There's always that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also one of those songs that I sing all day while just walking around the halls.
0: You sing whoop, there it is. I do. Well, I'm not gonna. Dis- I have a,
1: I have a very broad repertoire, but
0: I'm not gonna disparage I, you. I commit,
1: I commit to certain songs to not make sure I am aware and know each and every lyric, so I don't sound silly when I'm trying to sing it when, uh, like, a karaoke opportunity comes up, and in the process, it kind of just gets stuck in there and
0: I'm not, stays. I'm, I'm not gonna disparage you because my song I sing all the time too.
1: Oh, as you should. But was your song in D2, the Mighty Ducks? No.
0: It was not. Oh, should we,
1: should we go into it and oh, hear I thought, what my song is? I What's thought you were gonna I thought we were gonna like okay. Yeah.
0: Are we gonna talk about what my song was in?
1: Yeah, I, I thought you were just gonna play yours and it would have been like some smooth transition.
0: Uh, my song was in, was it juice?
1: Uh, I don't know if I ever actually saw juice. Well,
0: I'm going to, it was on like the music videos clips from
1: a movie. Was it in mighty ducks? Oh, I did forget to mention while you're doing that. Um, one there it is um also might have above the rim I'm the... sorry above the rim oh okay one there it is is also possibly the worst remix remake rebranding of a song ever um going back to the adams family uh adams family values tried to put some kind of soundtrack out and we got adams groove out of that which uh got a lot of shit but i love um the Adam's Ad, uh, Family Womp uh, exists. I don't know if you're aware of it. I am not aware of it. And there's a music video. And as great as I think that uh, Womp, there it is, 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 um. For for what it is is, uh, Adam's Family Womp is um. It's a different kind of macabre i suggest I suggest after the show you all go and watch the Adams family whoop there it is whatever the hell you want to call it um, but don't drink before you do it I suggest
0: all right good to know <clears throat> mine uh samples a song too from probably someone you like it samples Michael McDonald's I keep forgetting every time you're near
1: ooh, it's a good song
0: right uh here's mine.
2: Oh, yeah regulators you regulate any stealing of his property we're damn good too but you can't be any geek off the street you gotta be handy with the steel if you know what i mean earn your keep stealing
0: from young guns
2: regulators!
0: hell yeah mount up it
2: was a clear black night a clear white
0: moon i like this song because it tells a story like very few songs, just like go ahead and tell a story about guys, a of a guy's couple
1: guys night on the town. Yeah. Well, my my other pick was Ice Cube's uh, "It Was a Good Day." It was a good day. Yeah. Which is another story, nice story song.
0: So, um, this came out in 1994, and it was probably like the first, and I'm not trying to sound like a complete nerd here, like first rap song I fully was like completely into. I love this song. I had the single. I eventually had Warren G's full album. Uh, and one we we, Enchantress and I were at um, 2018 uh, Firefly Festival where Warren G performed. I was singing along to every track because he only had one album really that I know of and every album was on there. And I knew every word because I had that album and I listened to it all the fucking time. Regulate was on, one of my, you know where I got Regulate? The, or uh, the, the, the Warren G album. My friend from Catholic school got it to me for my getting kicked out of Catholic school present. Hmm. A few people got me going away gifts.
1: <laughs> you got going away gifts?
0: Before Christmas. And he was one. Um, and uh, yeah, so this song, uh, like I said, it samples Michael McDonald's. I keep forgetting
1: Every time
0: you need a key,
1: forget—that's that song, right? Uh, I mean it's yes,
0: and of course it has the dialogue from Young Guns at the beginning, and the music video is Tupac. That's why I said Juice. It was from Above the Rim soundtrack, uh, and this song was huge. It was pretty big. Uh, talking about a night. Uh, driving alone through the east side of Long Beach, California, uh, looking for women, he finds a group of men playing dice. Tries to join them, but they rob him, and he thinks he's gonna die. And all of a sudden, Nate Gun, come, Nate Nate Dog, with his magical voice, comes and shoots them all. <laughs> um,
1: Nate Dog then finds a. Uh, Please, please, you're going to do this all clean, right? And explain what goes down. Yes. He, he sees
0: a car full of women who are so entranced by his beautiful voice that they crash their car. <laughs> uh, and then he get they, he gets them in the car. And after he stops Warren G. from the robbers by killing them all, they get in the car with the women and they take them to the East Side Motel to do probably play board games. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay.
0: And listen to music.
1: You know, after that, you might want to rest. You know, right. And then All the third
0: drama. The third verse, they explain their G funk music style. Music rhythm is the bass, and the bass is the treble. You know what I mean?
1: I believe okay. that's where uh, uh, word is life, and if I'm correct, life is rhythm.
0: Rhythm is life and life is rhythm, not word. Is did life. did I do it backwards? No, you said word is life and life it says where the rhythm is R- life. Rhythm and you know is life. life is I'm...
1: If you know like I know, see, you this, know this what to happens.
0: G funk error. This is what happens when family, I can't sing it. The gangster it. shit. If you know what I know, yes, you're high like every day, and at the da 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 da, one G will regulate. Are they?
1: They're so they're high on life though, right? Oh, of course. Okay.
0: Um, but that's it. I guess that's all I have to say. That's that's all I have to say about that.
1: I feel like it actually just got bigger and better with time. Oh hell yeah! It it, it out of all of them, it like look, I'll, I'll admit, like there it is, it doesn't age well, if at all. Even though I love it, it's great. It's catchy. It's fun, but. Yeah, regular's I felt like over time I I heard it even more in like the late 2000s at random. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing or it's just it's that damn good and people just want to hear it again.
0: Maybe. I mean, I heard I heard the fuck out of it um in the 90s when it came out. Like it was like my first foray into like not fucking like I didn't know popular music like until I started listening to like Casey I'm like you know I didn't know fucking anything because at Catholic school it was goddamn fucking I don't know what I don't know what it was but they didn't you didn't know anything you didn't know anything squeezer is what I'm trying to say
1: no yeah I wasn't I wasn't part of the scene on a few yeah, I wasn't cool I wasn't hip to things no
0: all right let's uh we got to keep going here because it's getting late and we're all about halfway so uh we move on to our good buddy e-rock from connecticut he sent in a few and he asked us to talk about the alicia silverstone video trilogy
2: come here
3: baby
0: Oh my God! Did I fu- was I obsessed with these music videos? I'm <laughs> I, well not only was I the biggest Aerosmith fan on the planet. Mo- my first CD I ever owned was Aerosmith Classics Live Volume Two. I, you know, these music videos were fucking awesome. Yeah, and she she got. Amy Heckling was watching them and saw her and cast her in Clueless which like made her career so these music videos made her career and this is crazy I think was the last one and that has his daughter Liv Tyler in it also
1: yeah I find it kind of weird that Liv Tyler is like I want my daughter in my music video it's Steven Tyler
0: Liv is the daughter
1: yeah Well, of
0: course you would. Why not? She was 17. I mean, they're not singing. I I know. They're telling us, I don't know. They're telling a story.
1: They are telling a story. About two girls just getting naked in a photo booth. Yeah, Thelma and Louise style. Yeah. Uh,
0: 1990. We're doing a lot of 94. This was 94. And this was on heavy rotation on fucking MTV. Mm-hmm. And this was the third appearance by Alicia Silverstone and, of course, the debut of Liv Tyler. And is, is this
1: your – and then she would go on. She was in
0: – Well, she first was in a Pantene commercial and the the Marty Kallner, who directed the video, saw her and was like, we got to put her in this. And, you know, once she heard that, especially since, like – Steven and the band aren't acting in the video. They're just singing a song and the story's kind of mm-hmm. happening as a movie like compote with this composed to it. So, yeah. he's probably like, "Yeah, I can't not put my daughter in it." And also like nothing's cooler than a Mustang convertible back then, and they had that dark blue yeah, Mustang convertible back then. Right. Well, well then. It still is. Well,
1: well actually yeah, by 94 then it was all downhill. Well, I'm not a fan of the box body, but um then they got into that '90s, basically might as well been a Dodge Neon, yeah, version of the Mustang, <sighs> which um, everyone had. But uh, what, what was was crazy? Your favorite out of the three of them, or crazy was? Uh, I crying was also
0: I think tied for set. Amazing's the least favorite with Jason London, even though he makes an appearance in like the Marvel post credit cutscene. Uh of this video. Amazing's okay. But Yeah. It, cry-
1: amazing Amazing uh Crying's awesome when she age. bungee
0: jumps and she's flipping the middle finger at Steven Dorf.
1: Yeah. See I what I love about Crying the most is that she went through the effort to bring in an entire rigging crew. Um for one simple little stunt jumping off the bridge. Right. Uh that's a lot of money. She got her belly yeah. button pierced. And I so. bet that was a union job.
0: This video pissed off every parent in the suburbs because their daughter's one <laughs> of their belly button pierced after it. It's uh, This this video has largely been credited for introducing navel piercing to mainstream culture, Squeezer.
1: No shit, really. Yes. I. Uh, it's
0: crying. Not yeah, th- crazy, this was, crying. This was
1: definitely one of those... Uh, they were all th- those fuzzy feeling videos um yeah but ama- amazing does not age well with the maybe it, it seemed cool at the time but it, it feels a little shoehorned the uh the vr computer graphic stuff yeah oh yeah the two kids it, it, in it's, cyberspace It's fun to go back and watch and, like in a silly kind of way but it, it, it does not uh oof, it's rough
0: Meanwhile, his brother's making fucking days to confuse. He's doing this fucking shit. His twin, <laughs> his twin brother, Jeremy <clears throat> London. Uh, how sick is the Get a Grip album? Can we talk about how good it is? And this is after like their <clears throat> main popularity.
1: Yeah. Well, that this is, like their big, like, they like. If I'm right, this is like they blew back up after this. Like they oh, never huge. really went away.
0: They never went away, but they blew back up. Eat the yeah. rich, fucking living on the edge. You can't help yourself from shut up and dance from fucking uh, Wayne's World Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, crying,
1: crazy, amazing. Come on, this album is fucking amazing. <laughs> so I, I thought that, and then I went on and I looked at the reviews for it. You know, they shit all over this album. Yeah. Right. Because it's not some deep thinking, man. It's Shut up. It's fun. It's got a four-minute guitar solo at the end of one of the uh, fucking...
0: And it's their 11th studio album. Yeah. And it was their best-selling studio album. 20 million copies worldwide. Number one in the United States.
1: Most bands, when they're done with their 11th album, they're just handing them out in the streets like, want to hear my song? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Next
0: on the list of listeners' choice is favorite poly Shore movie. And I don't know, but Squeezer, do you go first or do I go first on this one?
1: Uh, let's rip the bandaid off of this one. I'll go first. So Squeezer's favorite Poly Shore movie
0: And, um, this was sent, this is also one from E-Rock. He said, uh, guys talk about, he asked us to talk about Pauly Shore's movies in the 90s and I figured we'll just pick our favorite Pauly Shore movie because, I mean, we could spend all day talking about all his movies. So here we go. Squeezer's favorite Pauly Shore movie.
2: He was looking for a little change in his life. Just a little bit on the side. He found it in the Army. Ah! Now, he's pushing himself to the limit. All the way up and down, right? And living each day to the fullest. Because the future of America... Drop the pen, throw the is grenade. ...is in his hands. Move it! Idiot, bro. Paulie Shaw. Look on this the one time! In the Army now. It looks like our truck. Rated PG. Starts Friday, August 12th at a theater near you.
1: At a theater near you. So, I went with In the Army Now because, and as much as like I love Encino Man, um, and I think that film's a work of art, uh, In the Army Now pissed my mom off so much. Oh, really? Why? Uh, yeah, oh, she hated it. Uh, another... She thought she was...
0: We're, you know, I always think 1994 is like a pivotal year in my life. And it just proves that it is, because a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is from 1994.
1: Huh. Mine was 93. No, uh, this is 94? No, no. My, like, pivotal year in my life. Oh. Um, I mean, I was 10. It can't be that pivotal. Um, but uh, 94, I was 11. Uh, I went to the movies with my mom, or she took me. And we went to go see Pauly Shore... In the army now... And she... I just remember the entire time... Like when they talk about people... Like talking during movies... She was so miserable... She hated this movie so much... And look... It's not... Um, it, it's not Encino Man... Uh, but... It has it's chuckles... And it's got Andy Dick... So... Uh, what more could you... It's very awkward though... Um... I think There's it's good. we like... watched this
0: we watched this on pay per view about five thousand times just over and over and over because it kept, kept yeah. getting replayed.
1: And yeah. Uh, and you and you and your dad? No, me and my brother and sister at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and you know what? That humor works on at that age. I don't think it worked on my mom. But the the problem was the biggest problem was uh the party scene. I'm sitting next to my mom in a movie theater when he's uh, tied up and like acting like a that, that sex scene at the party. Yes. Where it's a little filthy. Yes. And it was very uncomfortable. Cause I thought it was really hot and my mom thought it was disgusting. And it wasn't something a young man like me should see.
0: Well, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need uh Polly Shore back for our Bobby's World animated movie because he played the voice of George. Bobby. The boyfriend of what's her name?
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh yeah, I I This is one of those ones that and I haven't seen this in in forever. When was the last time you watched In the Army Now?
0: Probably back when I saw it on pay per view back then.
1: Okay. Like, whereas, like, Biodome's on every 15 hey, minutes. Hey, whoa, 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 don't don't blow my lead. Ah, fuck, sorry. Well, there. I set you up. There you go. Play your clip. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Here's
0: <laughs> my favorite Polly <Polychar> Shore movie.
1: <laughs> Whoops.
0: Bud and Doyle
2: are trapped in the Biodome. Please let me out, Mommy. Just because we're stuck in a bubble doesn't mean we can't cause me trouble. <laughs> On January 12th, what do you boys want? To die and come back as a leotard? (laughs) Holly Shore and Stephen Baldwin are putting the mental back in environmental. They're the rarest Lepidoptera in the world. (laughs) a Dome, rated PG-13,
0: starts Friday, January 12th. Not only did I love this when it came out and saw it a million times on pay per view, but I still watch it. I made Enchantress watch this with me in Germany after Oktoberfest. <laughs> we, I had it on my, I had it on my iPad, like just available to watch, downloaded. I love this movie. I think it's hysterical. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, um, to it, it would be like, not really, kind mm. of. It'd be like me and Jake, like if we got locked in a biodome. <laughs> yeah. Like he'd eat all the junk food and
1: I'd suck down all the nitrous
0: and <laughs> drink all the beer and look where it would be.
1: Yeah. You and, you and I would just, if it were you and I we would just start talking about, we'd just start doing the show without microphones. Just Yeah. Right. Talking about toys forever. And then eventually we'd pass out from lack of oxygen. Yeah.
0: Right. I, I just, I would, ex- you, you would also, you're very like a man of science. You wouldn't let me destroy it. Where I, figu- I figured Jake would just... Him and I would both be taking pisses in the bushes in the lakes ruining homeostasis. <laughs> like, that's why I didn't include you in my... Sna-
1: yeah, no, no, I get that. No, it makes sense. Just Snapchatting your urinations to each other. Right. From, like, 10 feet away. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, so, like, my the Doyle to my bud would always be Jake. Just because... Uh, I, I feel like you would talk, you would be like, this is for, for the betterment of him and kind. You would be like the little, you're the angel on my
1: shoulder. He's the devil. Yes. That's yes. If, if that's yes. Yeah, I, and, and your, your, your shoulders really got to be killing you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jake
0: and I would destroy that poor biodome and you would be, like, I hey.
1: would, like, I would kill for to go in there.
0: Right. You, like, you,
1: IRL, you'd, like I, I would live that dream. You'd be
0: like, William great. Atherton's character, Dr. Noah Faulkner. Yes. <laughs> You'd be stalking us, creating like darts to kill us, and, and, and <laughs> you, you believe in the mission. Romulus's Butterflies. Kylie Minogue playing Dr. Petra Van Kant. Joey Lauren Adams was in it as Monique! I, uh, I thought this movie, I love this movie. I could watch it right now. There's That's why I picked it, because it's the only Pauly Shore movie. Even Encino, man, I like, but I don't love it. I love Biodome. I'm a big fan. I, William Atherton, because he plays fucking Pencil Neck Peck. This man has mm-hmm. no dick.
1: He plays such a great dick. Like his life was miserable. Oh, yeah, because people would just harass him on the street. Yeah, because he played such a great dick. Ghostbusters, Die Hard, he was just...
0: Alec Baldwin told Stephen Baldwin that doing this movie would end his acting career. He had an acting career? Right. Kylie Minogue, well, he was in Usual Suspects before this.
1: Oh, he was fantastic in Usual Suspects.
0: Kylie Minogue called this film her worst career move. She said the the only thing she has done in her professional life that her father ridicules her for. Uh such great stuff uh
1: yeah so that's my favorite and and she was in street fighter folks she was she was cammy uh wait let me oh this is fantastic what so if if you if you i just i was clipping clicking through and oh i thought she was adorable as cammy and that um if if you go to her wikipedia page Mm -hmm. and all the way down at the bottom where it has selected filmography street fighter is on there but biodome is not (laughs) well they're both great pictures i don't know what her problem is i don't i don't know but uh sure moulin rouge is up there and she's in moulin rouge Uh, I think oh she plays the the green
0: fairy she plays the green fairy that's right my mom Um, saw that movie so many fucking times I
1: I never saw uh, I never saw San Andreas neither have I but she was in that but I I still think Street Fighter is the greatest worst movie ever made so it's one of them
0: alright our last pick from E-Rock our buddy from Connecticut sent us he wanted us to talk about the Super Scope 6
2: super nintendo entertainment system introducing super scope 6 remote powered and laser accurate precise to a single television pixel it comes with six great games and it's yours for under 60 dollars all of which gets you into the game like never before super scope 6 only for super nintendo now you're playing with power superpower
0: now I'm the only two of us that I had a Super Nintendo. You did not, correct? No, I no, I didn't have it. I had friends that did. Right? Did any of them have the Super Scope? They did. I did not. It did not appeal to me whatsoever. A bazooka instead of a light gun. Like you wear this thing on your shoulder and look through this. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I wanted it, and it was really cheap. Like liquidated at Toys R Us at one point, and I could have jumped on it, but mm-hmm. I was just like, nah. I'll just get some more. I'll get this Mojo figure from <laughs> Toy Biz <laughs> instead.
1: But I no, and and we would rarely play with it too. I wonder if that. So now you say that, I think about like because I would go there and we want to play. I would want to play Super Nintendo because you didn't, I didn't have it. Have right. one. I had one? I had a Genesis. Um, right when I went to buy, I, fr- ki- I had Kid Chameleon. All right. When I
0: went to my friend Matt's house, I wanted to play Genesis because I didn't have one at first.
1: Yeah, um, but. They never wanted to play
0: Super Scope Six
1: with with the Super Scope Six. They never wanted to play with it, and I thought, oh, maybe they just don't. It's not, f- you know, multiplayer friendly, or they like this game better. I don't know. Maybe it was that. It just wasn't the I don't know, user friendly enough. Now the thing is, I had plenty. Uh, I like I liked my NES Zapper. Eventually, when I got my PlayStation, I went crazy with the light gun games because I had Lethal Enforcers, Time Crisis, Crisis. Like I had like a- an arsenal of like Namco guns. Right. Um, but I probably played with the Super Scope more in the backyard than actually like Nintendo playing super nintendo because eventually it just got downgraded to like a yard toy hmm. and it got mixed in with the rest of the guns but yeah my my, my experience with it is very limited because either that or they just knew it was too much fun and they didn't want to share it with me no it didn't seem like anything i gave a flying fuck about I couldn't even tell you what games... And I'm admitting, like, I don't know this because I never had a Super Nintendo. Like, what were light gun games for Super Nintendo?
0: Well, I mean, I did. I should have done my due diligence. Super Scope 6.
1: Right now, there's someone with it in their hand. They were just playing, like, did I know what it. So there's Blasters A,
0: which is loosely based on Tetris playing field is a box of seven rows and ten columns I don't know blasters B is more like Sega columns mole patrol which involves protecting a garden from evil blue moles by shooting them that's like a mm. whack-a-mole game uh, then there's laser blazer option which has three different types intercept the player must shoot down incoming missiles before they reach the opposite side of the screen. Engage, the player shoots down enemy fighters and incoming missiles before the player's ship runs out of fuel. And C confront the player fights off incoming invasion of enemy ships. Hmm. And the super scope had a uh, a shoulder mount on it too, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can. It, it was it was definitely like it was a cool piece. Oh, they released you know?
0: T two the arcade game for Super Nintendo that was compatible.
1: Oh, I think my friends rent. Did they rent that?
0: That would have been fun. That's way more fun than Duck Hunt. Oh shit! Ah,
1: oh, come on,
0: Princess. I love Duck Hunt. Don't get me wrong. It, Duck Hunt was awesome, but that was the only game you used that light zapper for. Princess... I,
1: I had I had a bunch of... I had uh, Gotcha. Oh,
0: I a only a paintball had... game. Yeah. Princess Peach... And
1: uh, Gumshoe.
0: Princess Peach uses a super scope in Super Smash Brothers. It's like her weapon.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. And... And I I don't even know... Was that even meant to be uh, a... Uh... Like like a throwback, like a little. I say Easter egg too much in this show. Yes. Like Easter egg, or or did they just go? Ah, we need a prop. I think uh, was, here, this looks like a gun. It was both, I think. They're probably all.
0: Drunk. Oh oh, they also used them. Remember, it was the Devo gun in the movie. I remember marking out over that hardcore when I saw the Super Mario Brothers film, the movie.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: The yeah. the Deevolution gun by King Koopa. It, it was a black painted uh, super scope. And of course, that bag of turds, Joe Lieberman, used it in his congressional hearing in nineteen ninety three against violence in video games, saying it thought it looked like an assault weapon.
1: That man was an apocalypse. Now, Joe Lieberman was no Dennis Hopper. Oh, Dennis Hopper! I love the Super. He was Mario in True Romance.
0: <laughs> he was in entourage oh, all right. he watched soccer with why? like turtle and uh uh um drama tried to bang two milfs
1: remember that Uh oh, i think i might it was that in like the first or second season no that was a later season oh, i still might have seen it my friends watched a lot of
0: it he wasn't he in um speed too also speed also Oh, he no. He was in Speed. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I not Speed oh, Two, but Speed. I, he was speed also, also in Speed. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yes,
1: Speed as well. Speed also. Yes. Speed Two. Oh, oh And of yeah, course, yeah.
0: W- don't forget Waterworld.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, also. Uh, the, call back <laughs> Blue Velvet Squeezer. We talked about earlier in the movie. <laughs> he was a sick
1: fucking Blue Velvet. Yeah. Well, just remember. I'm and. Actually, yeah. Uh, Trucker was watching Speed uh, when I came in this morning. Oh, yeah, he's got a thing he's for getting uh, off on that.
0: Him and my but, dad uh, both have a thing for uh, what's that woman in it? Um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yeah. But Dennis Hopper um, was an Easy Rider, so he gets a pass for everything. That's true. Easy yeah. Rider is a fucking great movie. Like,
1: uh, for you, you do a couple classics, you're allowed to do. Uh, I, Mario in my Brothers opinion,
0: and, in my opinion, Meyer Brothers is a classic. I love that movie. I don't give a flying fuck. Also, it's
1: uh, it's fun to watch.
0: He directed Easy Rider, too. So come on. Peter Fonda produced it. He wrote it on drugs with Peter Fonda. Jack Nicholson, Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper on drugs. So that's true. Easy Rider is one of the best fucking American films ever made. Yes, I'm a big fan of it. All right. Should we? Phil Spector accused murderer is in the movie. Should we um, move on? Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we're we're winding down. We're getting to the end. Uh, next it, Brandon from El Segundo, California, asked us talk to talk about retro arcade memories, favorite games, or parties you attended or had. And Brandon built a custom arcade cabinet using MDF, and he wanted you to know, Squeezer, that he will never work with it again. Oh, I hate it. What is
1: MDF? Uh, Medium-density fiberboard. Ah. It's that – it's IKEA furniture. Oh, right, okay. That that particle board shit. Yeah, that stuff is pretty bad. Uh, although there, there is, there's different level, or it's like the uh, more, uh, not so much like a flake board, but yeah, it, it, it's all in the similar vein of things. It's heavy. Uh, or MDF, if it's the, the darker shit, now nah, I'm starting to talk in my ass. It's been so long since I actually did anything with my tools. um uh, Yeah, it's heavy. And don't paint it, do not ever paint it. Uh, because with latex paint, you have to like use a sealer and an oil-based paint. That's because they they always put put laminate over it, right? What's that? They always put laminate over it, right? You can. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You can't use anything water-based because- No, laminate,
0: like the, like fucking, like they always use like a laminate over it that just goes over it that sticks to it, like a big decal.
1: Yeah, but you got to be careful, like, if you use, like, an adhesive or a glue, or anything that's water-based, because it's cellular. Hmm. And if you if you paint MDF, um, it uh, absorbs the water, and it puffs up and splits, and it's not pretty. The only thing I use it for—oh, uh, I would use it for my—I uh, had a cross-cut sled I made out of it. It was heavy as fuck, but it did a really great job. Hmm. All right. Well, here is my first,
0: uh, my, my not my first, my memory. One day
1: I'm going to make my my video game cabinet,
0: and One day. maybe you could put this game in it. Why is it not playing? It'll play soon. I hope.
1: Here it comes. Sorry, there's a lot of buildup. Here it comes. Any second. This is probably the credits. Sorry, I didn't edit it.
0: So I'm talking about Mortal Kombat 2 and I remember playing this is like one of the first adult arcade games like I remember going to fucking Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza and playing the shoot the clown game and the ski ball and going in the ball pit like the first game I remember going into an arcade game and like actually like standing there waiting my turn and playing for like five seconds till I died while people waited their turn and watched me was at the South Mall in 1993. The summer of 93 at the South Mall, Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat 1 was a huge fucking sensation squeezer. It blew up. Mm -hmm. And it not only blew up in arcades, but it blew up on the home consoles because it came out on fucking uh, Genesis. It came out on on SNES. It came out on fucking Game Gear and Game Boy. It was huge. And and then the, the guys from Mortal Kombat, the Midway team took everything about Mortal... They had a $20,000 Sony camera squeezer to, sh- to shoot the motion capture. It was probably a Sony beta.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, they, 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 they took away the the weak characters. They made a new storyline. Um, Baraka, everyone kind of looked like Baraka, uh, who's in the crowd and everything with the teeth. And that's why Melania... Like, when she pulls her mask down, she has, like, uh, Molina <coughs> Molina Melina. 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 You're, you're thinking something of
1: something. another. I'm not going to even go there.
0: Yes. So, um, Shang-Shun's master, Shao Kahn, is the supreme a ruler of Outworld. And everyone in Outworld looks like uh, Baraka with the teeth. And he has the, like, straight up, his, his knives that come out of his hands were, they're like, well, we want to give him Wolverine claws, but we don't want to rip off Wolverine. <laughs> um they added Reptile who was like a secret character in Mortal Kombat 1. They added Melina and Um Katana. Johnny Cage is still there. They added Jax who was supposed to be in the first game, but they they didn't have room for him. Kung Lao is now in it. Liu Kang's back, Sub Zero and Scorpion are back. Shang Sung's now a character in the game that you play as, but he's younger. Not the old man. Raiden's back, um, and it like the, the, the moves are better. Their moves are more fluid. They add parallaxing, uh, better uh, uh, fate. There's two fatalities instead of one fatality. There's babalities. and if you use all kicks in the game, you could do a friendship where you don't kill them and you offer them something nice. My comic book shop had these printed out stapled guidebooks that I bought for 50 cents Squeezer and in it it told you how to do an animality in the game
3: mm-hmm.
0: now I lost this book and I was like swear like the animalities are definitely the animalities are definitely there but it was just urban legend they were never in the fucking game but I st- yeah you would
1: you would still try to do them
0: right now in Mortal Kombat 3 of course they're like hey we'll do it we'll add it and are there. It's there. It's a thing. It's a thing. But, yeah, Mortal Kombat 2, going in the fucking South Mall. It was right next to James Way. Like, we walked out of James Way. It was to your right, the arcade. And Mortal Kombat 2, I could still picture me walking up, playing it, dying immediately, and then getting, like, moved out of the way. So, like, a real player can get <laughs> to play. But I waited my turn. All right, Squeezer, your arcade memory pick.
1: Alright, so I, you would stand in line forever, um, and even if you eventually got in there, the only reason that you would leave an afterburner game is because a Terminator was coming after you and your friend. It's true. Yeah, and what made it so great was there. There are multiple versions of it, and there is the regular stand-up console, and they all had the they all had the joystick and throttle. But there was a stand-up one where you could play Afterburner standing there, like a regular arcade cabinet. No one in your right mind. There was no line to play that. Like it, it was a fun game but not enough to go and stand in line to play at a console but if you could just go and sit down in a plywood box not even the fancy ones that like existed somewhere out of my world that like actually had like movement to them and like some like cool plasticky gizmos and stuff but just a plywood box with decals on it that you could sit down on and play afterburner that way that was amazing to me. And I was at the Chuck E. Cheese. And you would wait in line. And you would just have a crowd surrounding that thing. And you would just wait and just shimmy. That that was the advantage being a chubby kid. Because you could just boom, throw your weight in there. Into that cockpit. And uh, yeah. Getting that afterburner seat. And then, But because of that they could charge more. So you're looking at 50 cents versus 25 cents for a play. Later on they would you know, they start cranking that shit up as it goes, but uh yeah, I, I loved me it was a gimmick. I got it. But uh I bought I wanted to sit in the plywood box and play Afterburner. Why not? Yeah. It, it was just like when I'd, I'd be at home and I'd fire up a flight simulator game or like TIE Fighter X Wing and I'd make a little cockpit out of like tables and blankets and stuff, you know. It's it's I, I need I need to feel cozy, you know? Yeah,
0: you gotta feel cozy.
1: Yeah, but it also said birthday parties, and I, I did have I, I have a little side note too. When I was at the, I, 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 got to have a birthday party at the Planet Trog, the laser tag place. Somewhere I got pictures of it. That was pretty epic. But you only get like three laser tag games. So even though you like you get to go there and like you take over like the whole place and like oh cool we can play laser tag all day. No, you get like three games, so you're actually in there for like twenty minutes, right? Uh, and it's like bring your own cake, and we will serve you fountain soda.
0: And it'll be wonderful, glorious fountain
1: soda. It was wonderful and glorious fountain soda, and wonderful and glorious twenty minutes of laser tag too. Mm.
0: Should we wrap it up? Our last topic uh i'll try this comes from wade from canada our buddy wade he writes in with a lot of good stuff he sent us some good awesome stuff he's a cool dude and he wants us to talk about this uh i don't really know what it is but here's like a taste ...honored for helping start a local Crime Watch program in his neighborhood. That's
2: really neat. Well, as we said at the beginning of the show, we are in Nashville, Tennessee for the Masters of the Universe Power Tour. Now, this show will open in Oklahoma City tomorrow night at the State Fairgrounds. As you can see, we are in the middle of the set. It is quite a production.
0: It really is. Now, we'll also meet later He-Man and She-Ra, the stars of the show, and find out something interesting about their personal lives.
2: Coming up next, we'll find out what life is like with five kids under five. We'll have more from the Masters of the Universe Power Tour. The Universe Family, Jack Wadsworth, and he plays He-Man. Can you explain to the folks at home who He-Man is and what the Masters of the Universe is all about? He-Man is the most powerful man in the Universe that protects the Universe from the evils of all of the Skeletor and Hordak and his bad guys. (laughs) we uh, pretty much uh, the show is this is He-Man by the way, the guy playing He-Man. And He-Man. And were born and how their <laughs> got together and how Eternity's legends were.
0: So you could find this show on
1: YouTube. I didn't know about, I am, I I am so infuriated
2: right now. Why?
1: I one it's twofold. One and I'm wow, now I realize I'm more pissed at the other. I'm more pissed at He-Man for even broke, breaking character. Um play your part, dude.
0: Okay, why well, you really get
1: to Local, local news is just awful. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You got... they're just, it's just god awful. Po- point taken. We're going to tell you something about their personal lives. Who gives a shit? I what... want to see them fight Skeletor.
0: What they're doing is to get the parents to go take their kids to this squeezer.
1: I know, but it still sucks. <laughs> of course it does.
0: But I, I Okay, so I was a huge E-Man fan, but this was not on my radar. I was five at the time when this was going on. And I liked him, man. And my fifth birthday, I had an Orco cake that was designed by my mom. But I did not know anything about this Power Tour. I and I heard about it like later in college, like people are like, "Oh, the human from old, older people," but I didn't know anything about it. So Wade asked us to talk about it, and I'm like, I don't know. It was a theatrical stage show that toured the U.S. and Canada in '87. He-Man and She-Ra, the heroic uh, warriors, are transported to Earth in order to share their culture and history. During the show, the cosmic troubadour songsters sing about the origins of Eternia. Oh god, it's a musical. Castle Greyskull, He-Man, and She-Ra, even creatures from the Eternian Circus, are showcased. It isn't long, however, before Skeletor and its evil warriors attempt to interfere with the proceedings. You could... The
1: costumes are, well, other than Orko. Um, yeah. Like, the production value is legit.
0: I could send you a uh, three-act synopsis squeezer that's really long. Uh,
1: can can you, um, Uh, what what the hell is that? What's that yellow book called? Cliff note it? Uh, can cl- you cliff note it? No. Oh. No, I can't. I'm not going to read it. I'm I'm guessing at some point he says I have the power. Is there a song, "I Have the Power"? You have, have the power. power. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I don't know. I really don't. This is too much for me to take. Sorry, Wade. I don't really know anything about this.
1: I am. I yeah. I
0: for Again, the honor I of was... Grey Skull. No, that's what Shira says. <laughs>
1: Um, my, my thing was, I was that weird kid where, like, I, I was, I liked Motu All my friends had all the figures, they had Classic grade school, they had everything, but they would never play it with me. And I'm not complaining, because I was, you know, spoiled squeezer, but, like, Masters of Universe toys never made it into my house. Oh, they were my outside first of, like, toys. Outside of, like, 6th, 7th, 8th. Uh, release or something like that. You know, uh, like the the 10th the wave where there were those, uh, the space, what, what were the shiny ones called? Uh, with the stickers on them? I don't know. We talked about this before. You had some too.
0: I, I was a huge Motu guy. I had every toy. Like I said, my fifth birthday, my mom made me a cake with Orko on it. Motu was, like, my first fandom thing I was into. But, again,
1: I didn't even know about this. So, like... Yeah, see, I, I, I was confused in Ghostbusters 2 when they all started chaining for He-Man. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you chaining for... The Ghostbusters are there! You know, I, I, I couldn't quite understand it.
0: Yeah, the Ghostbusters are there. sucking the guts, always were the Ghostbusters?
1: Yeah. Um, I am, wait, I promise you, uh, I, I am, this is going to consume all my time at work. Don't you worry. What is? The show. Oh, the power show? This power, the power tour. I
0: mean, it probably doesn't have to, but I mean, if you insist. It will, it
1: will. Okay, if if it's okay with you, sir. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, thanks. Why not?
0: But uh, yeah, that's all for that. That's it. We've we did listeners' choice one, and this was fun. Thank you all. Thank you uh, for sending in your. Th- sorry for the people we couldn't get to. Uh, of course, we are two hours fifteen minutes in, and we we got through what we we could pick. Thank you, Joe from Philly, Maddie B from Indiana, Robert M. E-Raw from Connecticut, Brandon from El Segundo, and our boy Wade from Canada for sending in your picks. We'll do another one of these and talk about more stuff you want to hear about. Squeezer, right?
1: Yeah. And um, sorry, I, I'm looking at the abs on this uh, he man.
0: He's pretty jack. That's probably all. Oh God, look at him.
1: He's so muscular. Oh, oh, you could look at that so body. Oil. He's so oiled up. He probably jobs for, that's for clearly hand. a wig. Yeah.
0: Bring him in, pal. Get him I, a I, I
1: hit the elliptical thirty uh, so minutes a day for next uh, couple weeks. Uh, that's gonna be me. Yeah, you're gonna look like this in no time. Yeah. Or I could just dress like Orko. I think that might be my out.
0: All right. Uh, shall we uh, wrap it all up? We got the music playing. I think it's time. I think it's fair time Okay, to, sir. To say we wrap it up. We talked about everything. I'm out of a voice. Squeezer's out of a voice. Not really. You keep your voice better than I do.
1: I, I don't I just don't say anything it's easier that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're sweet boy. We'll be back next week with more rad stuff. I don't even know what's on the schedule. And I'm not going to look it up, but it will we'll be but we might not have anything. We might have to figure that out. Squeezer for the week. Figure out our summer schedule. But we will be back next week with more rad talk. Same rad time, same rad channel, I'm RK.
1: I'm Squeezer. See you guys.